1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Thank you so much for listening to us every Sunday morning. We're so thrilled to have you with us in these times of difficulty, especially I think sometimes it's helpful to hear some good things on the radio that you can benefit from. So first thing I'd like to do this morning is to say good Sunday morning to Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And from now on, I'll try to remember to call him Pete. It's, I mean, come on. I'm 44 years old. It's not going to change now. You're the only one that calls me Peter, and I'm used to it by now, so calling me Pete by, at this point would be weird. Okay. Well, we're happy to have Peter with us this morning, and um, Peter uh, works with me side by side, and we help people protect their assets and take care of their finances and plan a budget and all kinds of financial things. So although I have a law degree, Peter has securities licenses that I do not have. We help people with fixed products and index products and all kinds of things. We're not going to be talking about securities on the radio, though, Pete, are we? No, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that, especially when you're talking about individual um, securities and products. So this morning we have a jam-packed show with lots and lots of useful information, a few tips along the way that might be helpful, but our main topic is how to save money. And it's not just how to put money aside. It might sound like a difficult topic or an unusual topic at a time when a lot of people are still on unemployment, collecting unemployment. Maybe they've lost their job permanently, but it's a very important topic. I've learned a lot of things that I'm doing myself personally, Pete. Uh, over the last couple of months of ways that I've been saving money. We're going to be talking about some of that today. I have a pile of material that must be an inch and a half thick. We're not going to have time to cover all of it. But we've got lots of good ideas, so I'd like to remind everybody listening that if you hear something on the radio that we're talking about and it's of interest to you, give us a call at 508-998-8858 and say, I'd like more information about this topic, or I'd like to get some written information if you could provide that. You know, Pete, going forward, we're going to be seeing people that are going to have to file bankruptcy. We're going to be seeing people who are going to be very concerned about keeping their house, not losing their house to foreclosure. There's a lot of built-in protections on the law right now uh, to make sure that foreclosures won't happen to allow for forbearances on mortgages, to allow for things like that. But it sure is a complex world right now, and we're going to cover a lot of simple little things, and we're going to cover some more complicated things to think about. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of moving parts, and every single week things change, and we really don't know how things are going to go week to week. Um, Hoping that we can move into some sort of a um, normal uh, life again, but it's really all up in the air. You've got experts who are saying that we're going to see something really hard again in late fall or early winter. Um, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we have some type of uh, a vaccine or something in place by then. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be a little bit uh, positive thinking to have something that soon, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things happening. I mean, there's a lot of people in, in difficult financial times. There's also people who are earning more working uh, or not working, but being laid off and with the extra $600 a week. Um, so now they're, the GOP is talking about having 
uh, a plan where you're getting paid $450 on top of your normal pay to go back to work. And whether that actually gets implemented or not, who knows. But, geez, all these people who have been working are probably shaking their heads saying, why don't I get any of this money? I didn't get the extra $600 a week sitting at home, and I'm not getting the extra 450 a week to go back to work because I'm already here. So it's, it's really just a, a wacky time. And it's a very complicated time, no question about it. You're talking about, you know, possible foreclosures uh, on homes and, you know, what that may do to the housing market. You know, there's just so many variables and so many things up in the air. There are a lot of positive things also for the future. For example, by 2023, just a couple of years from now, we should have the train station operating in New Bedford. And sometimes people have asked if they should sell their house right now. It's always a tough choice. But I think real estate values will be increasing in the next couple of years, especially as the train station comes closer to fruition. Yeah, I mean, again, you just don't know. Um, Certainly values for homes immediately near those two stations in New Bedford, I think, would increase uh, as that gets closer, and especially when they're actually open and running. Um, But yeah, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball and knows what's going to happen to the housing market. So the first piece of good news I'd like to share with everyone this morning is that the offices at 352 Fonts Corner Road are open and operating. Cheryl is working at the property and casualty company, which is called Lance Family Insurance Agency. She does a great job with car insurance and homeowners insurance. She's able to provide discounts. So she's here working. And property and casualty, is, um, it's PNC for short, and, and you just sort of explain it's home and auto insurance, but we also do commercial insurance. Uh, and she's actually been inundated with uh, requests for um, getting quotes. So let me stop right there and mention that Lance Family Insurance Agency, for probably at least 80 or 85% of the people that they're seeing, they're able to save money. And Cheryl is very efficient. She's very good at what she does. And if you're looking for ways to improve your budget and cut down on some of your costs, you definitely ought to be talking to Cheryl at this time. Give her a call at 508-998-8858. You might know the other number, Pete. I don't remember it. Uh, for Lance Family Insurance Agency, 774-992-0789. Okay. But give a call. And, and the what I was starting to say is that the office is open. Most of the employees are back working full-time in the office. We've also done some very special things that I think people need to understand and realize. Number one, the office is much cleaner than it used to be. Not and that it was dirty before. No. Well, you know, for years and years, we've had a policy that when clients come in the office and they meet in one of the conference rooms and then they leave, Somebody has to go in and wipe down the table and clean up the table afterwards with the antibacterial cloths. And we've been doing that for years, long before the coronavirus came out. The second thing you ought to know is that the doors are being kept locked. So how do you reach the office? Well, if you want to reach the law firm, for example, you call them first at 508-998-8800. And you can do certain things over the telephone. You can make an appointment. You can make an appointment to talk to one of the attorneys, either Tenny Lance or Michael Coleman. You can discuss your concerns or your questions over the telephone. So some things can be done over the phone. The second way that the offices can help you is on a Zoom video conference. So we can do a video conference with you face-to-face, and you don't have to come in the office if you're not comfortable. 
We have had some clients come into the office already as of this past week. We are open for having clients come in, but they have to obviously schedule an appointment. And then there's a process where they either have to come in wearing their own masks or we provide them with a mask. Uh, Our staff is wearing masks uh, as long as we are out in common areas. If they're sitting in their own office away from everything, they're allowed to take off their masks. Um, But we do have specific procedures in place. Uh, We've also purchased a very large plexiglass partition Um, and that sits right in the middle between, actually, yeah, two plexiglass partitions, and that sits right in the middle between two six-foot tables. So it's at a distance, and there's a big plexiglass partition in between. Um, So we're taking precautions uh, for you and for us, and um, we are meeting. And those little plexiglass shields, I guess they're called sneeze shields, right, Pete? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure. I was calling them spit shields for a while, but I guess... Sneeze shield sounds better. It's kind of like a sneeze guard at the uh, buffet or the salad bar. (laughs) Oh, they still have those? I think so. I don't know. I haven't been to a buffet-style restaurant in a long time. Uh, But in any event, we digress. (laughs) We digress. The other thing that uh, we like to do is to take somebody's temperature when they come in and ask some questions. And the questions are similar questions you would get if you went to a medical office. And taking the temperature is simply just... Pointing something at your forehead, it's not, you know, putting something in your mouth or in your ear or anything else weird like that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So we like to do a temperature check, ask a few questions, and the questions are of the following nature. Have you had coronavirus? Have you uh, had any kind of a test done? Has anybody in your family had the virus? Have you been exposed to anybody with the virus? And questions of that nature, because we're trying to be as safe and sound as we can so then let's assume that you come in, you have a meeting, you're sitting on one side of these plexiglass shields, and somebody in the office is sitting on the other side. And by the way, we're trying to schedule not more than one appointment at a time so that we don't have a lot of people coming in and out of the office. And we're also sanitizing doors immediately um, before and after people come in. Yep. So the minute somebody leaves, the tables are wiped down again, so it's a clean sanitary surface whenever somebody comes in. We're not letting any UPS, FedEx, post office workers come into the office either. They're leaving everything outside. Yeah, it's been a good procedure. We we wave at them and they wave at us and so forth. Just, you know, being overly cautious. I, I was not on the radio show. I actually haven't recorded in the past two weeks, I believe. Uh, and I also didn't listen last week because I was up in New Hampshire. Have you let people know about the remodeling of the office and how that's coming along? Uh, no, we haven't talked about that. I, th- I think we might have talked about that briefly last week. But what we've done is we've uh, removed the carpet from the common areas and the reception areas and the hallways and the lunchroom areas where it's been there for quite a number of years and it's been hard to shampoo. That's gone. It's been replaced with um, a, a nice tile it's surface. called a floating vinyl plank. But it, it's not only attractive, but it's it's much more sanitary and stays more clean. So we've done everything we can possibly think of to make sure that this is always going to be a safe environment. And once we ripped up the carpet and put this flooring down, I looked at the walls and said, geez, it's going to be a big project, but the walls really should be painted. They haven't been touched in probably 15 years or more. So um, I, in my spare time at my house and helping friends out, I'm a painter. Um, it's not anything I get paid for. It's just something I'm good at. So I have repainted the entire common areas of the office as well. So 
for any of you existing clients coming into the office, you're going to be blown away by how different it looks when you come in. So that's a quick backdrop. We like to think that we're a very safe environment. We want to be that way for anybody coming to visit. We want to be that way for everyone, everybody on the staff who's working here. Everybody's been concerned. Nobody in our staff has been exposed to the virus, so we feel very good about that. Pete, let's just jump right into this um, 30-second legitimate ways to make money at home. It's a funny topic. It's a funny name, isn't it? It is, and to be honest, usually I review some of these materials prior to the show, but I'm just sort of flipping through this now for the first time because we've been so busy with remodeling and everything else. Um, so some of these sound like they you know, aren't legitimate or, or sort of like, come on, like, that can't be true, but seems like it is. So uh, as my father mentioned at the very, very start of the show, if you would like any of these materials, we can mail you copies. Just the first thing about... Um, 32 legitimate ways to make more money at home or to make money at home. This alone is probably a half an inch thick at least. Um, it's 27 pages. Yeah, and just, you know, the very first one is watch cooking videos online. And it says, yes, it's actually true. If you watch these couple minute videos, um, they'll send you money. Now, it doesn't say in the article how much money, but I suppose, especially if you are someone who likes to dabble in the kitchen or, you know, um, if you have ever wanted to try your cooking skills, you can watch cooking videos and get paid to watch them as long as you just do a quick quiz, um, not quiz, a quick um, uh, sort of a review of what you think of the videos afterwards. Right. And by the way, there's a good website that's got all kinds of good tips, too. If you do use a computer, it's called the, T-H-E, pennyhoarder.com. I've visited that extensively, and there's lots and lots of good ways you can save money. You know, I guess, Pete, when you think about it, people aren't driving as much right now, so you're saving money on gasoline. Absolutely. Uh, if you talk to Cheryl at the office, you might be able to find a reduction in what you're paying now. I think most auto insurance companies are uh, giving an automatic 15% discount. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on right now, but um, I actually wanted to go back about five minutes because I forgot that when you first mentioned uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency and Cheryl, boy, she is a hot ticket. Uh, everybody absolutely loves her, and there is no gray area with her. She's either black or white. She'll tell you, listen, your policy is great. I can't do anything, or she'll make, she might make some recommendations to say you have a, a good policy, but I would decrease this coverage or increase this coverage um, based on your driving needs. Um, and most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, 95% of the time, she can save people money and people love her. So definitely uh, give her a call. Here's, here's a really interesting tip. You can make money from home and you can start to do this even now. Let's say you're at home, you've been laid off, you're collecting unemployment. There's a company called Bookkeeper Launch. So maybe you've got some background, some experience at all doing part-time bookkeeping. You can do part-time bookkeeping. Bookkeeper Launch will tell you how to do it. And especially if you've got any background in this area at all, you can start doing those kinds of records for people and make money from home. Uh, it says you can earn up to $64 an hour working from home just doing bookkeeping. And there are ways online that you can learn how to do it if you don't have any experience. Another thing you could do is if you had a small amount of money that you could put some money into your own investing and you say, well, I don't know what to do, well, visit Robinhood. We've all heard of Robinhood, R-O-B-I-N-H-O-O-D.com, and they'll sell you, tell you how you can take $5 or $100 or $800, whatever you have to 
to spare, and you can figure out how to start doing some of your own investing at home. Of course, we'd like you to talk to us as well, because there's a lot of things that we do. Here's something that may be dangerous for some people who may have a gambling problem. Um, I don't gamble at all, really. I don't like scratch tickets or play the lottery ever, really. Maybe once or twice a year, just on a whim. Um, but there's a website app, um, excuse me, an Android app only. It doesn't look like it's available for Apple, uh, called Lucktastic. And it's an app where you can go on daily and do basically scratch tickets. And it's free. You don't have to pay anything. Um, it's supported by the ads that are um, shown in between scratching these online uh, app scratch tickets, and you can win anything from a dollar to ten thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I, I think I'd pass on that one, and we don't want you to sell marijuana from home and do things of that nature. Um, this is called thirty-two legitimate ways to make money at home. Um, so there's um, search for unclaimed money. Do you ever see the ads in the paper, Pete, that talk about? I have. Do you as have well money as on that, TV? Yeah. So you need to. Check into that once in a while. You might be surprised. Maybe you or one of your family members has money that you haven't claimed. So search for unclaimed money always, sure. Um, you know, this is perhaps an unusual thing to say, but what I discovered is that I'm not wearing as many dress shirts to the office lately because we haven't been in the office for a while. And so I've been saving money by not bringing all that stuff to the cleaners. And what I've discovered is that shirts that I might wear on the weekend that aren't really like dress shirts, um, they do just as well in the wash and put them on a hanger when they're done. And you save money for every shirt. I'm getting this funny look from Peter. <laughs> well, ever since I was a little kid, I just remember how obsessed you are with dry cleaning. You always had a pile of dress shirts in your back seat of your car. Every single time I look back, there would be a pile of dress shirts. And then a couple of days later, there would be a big plastic bag full of freshly dry clean dress shirts. <laughs> well, I still do that and I will still support them, but I've been able to save a fair amount of money during this time period. So uh, you're saving money on gas. Um, you might save money on your car insurance. Uh, you can save money by doing more things for yourself that you might've been doing before. I wonder how many people are still going out to buy a cup of coffee at a lot. And, boy, that's a way to save money, isn't it, Pete? Uh, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I just sort of drink it here and there. I never really feel like I, I need coffee, but once in a while I just enjoy it, and I only like black coffee. Um, but my wife, oh, she's addicted to coffee, and almost uh, in the first couple of months of this whole pandemic, I, re I refused to let her go, and I said just make coffee at home or deal without it. And now that things have at least eased up a little bit, She's going pretty much daily to go and get a latte and oftentimes asking if I will go and do it. And I told her this morning, actually, it took me 21 minutes to go to the Dunkin' Donuts a mile from my house to get her a latte because I had to sit in a long line of cars on Dartmouth Street um, waiting to get in. Uh, into the drive-thru. Obviously, they don't let you into the actual Dunkin' Donuts, but 21 minutes to get her a latte and I got back and I said wow. why don't you go and invest in a latte machine and make your own lattes at home you'll save money in the end and you won't be aggravating me waiting 20 minutes to get a cup of coffee so yes there's a lot of people getting coffee still 
Well, it's a way to save money. And by the way, uh, although this show is being broadcast on uh, Sunday, which is the 31st, right, I believe, on Friday the May 29th was the uh, birthday of John F. Kennedy. And you know how I know that also? That was also the birthday of my own mother, hmm. May 29th. So um, it's, it's a day to remember, and I've got a quotation from John F. Kennedy that I think is very appropriate for today, Pete. My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. It's probably his most famous quotation ever, don't you agree? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, so we're only on number 10 of the 32 legitimate ways to make money from home. And I'm going to bring this home and have my wife flip through it and see if there's anything that she can do because she's Good all idea. about doing this type of stuff. She, she loves this type of stuff. So I think I want to bring it home and see what she can do. But there's uh, number 10 is get paid for taking polls. So there's a website called My Points, just M-Y-P-O-I-N-T-S. And if you see a new movie, you can go on there and review it, and they'll send you money. Um, uh, you can just take different polls. I mean, who is your favorite real housewife? I sort of vaguely know what that is, but I don't watch reality television, and thankfully my wife doesn't either. But um, in other words, it's someplace we can just simply go on and take polls and get paid to do it. Um, do, do you have a good memory? Uh, yeah, I have a very good memory. Well, I have a memory like an elephant. I remember every elephant I've ever met. Oh, my God. All right. I'm, uh, folks, I'm out of here, and he's going to continue the show by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick reminder, we are broadcasting this show and recording this show from our own offices at 352 Fonts Corner Road. So we continue to try to do things that we think will improve our own lives and also improve your lives as well. Uh, I, I'm flipping through, and I'm on number 16. And this is something that my wife. This is why I think that my wife is would actually really enjoy this entire 27 pages worth of ideas. Well, you have an extra copy, so you're she, perfectly welcome to bring it home. She's very frugal, and she likes to make money. And you know, she'll go and she'll find stuff that I think should just be donated or thrown out. And the other day, she sold one of my daughter's old swimsuits from last year that she has, of course, grown out of. She sold it for $12 on a Facebook Marketplace site. <laughs> wow. Well, I have a niece, um, Christine, if you remember, that buys and sells vintage clothing online, and she makes a fair amount of money doing that. Yeah, and I remember quite clearly that she went to an estate sale where she said, I want to go and buy these three boxes, and they don't let you see what the contents of the boxes are. Um, they, they, they say, how many of these boxes do you want to buy? And she said, I want to buy these three boxes at whatever... 15 bucks a piece or I don't know and she sold a bottle of perfume do you remember this no she sold a bottle of perfume to somebody in Japan it was some very rare perfume apparently she had no idea what it was going to be worth she thought maybe I'll get 10 bucks for it 20 bucks for it whatever she put it up on eBay and somebody from Japan bought it for $18,000 oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh guess I'm they need perfume in Japan no, it was some very <laughs> rare, unique perfume. Wow. So, Probably. anyways, number 16 on this is sell your crafts, vintage finds, and even project supplies. 
things that you find around the home that you may think, and it's especially with more time on your hands, possibly, um, you know, go through. That's what my wife has been doing when she's not doing working from home and homeschooling. She's been going through attics and basements and cleaning out stuff and either throwing it out or selling it. Gosh, can she come over to my house and help? I think she's pretty. <laughs> she's pretty busy at home as it is, but how well, much are you going to pay her? You know, Will Rogers once said, be thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for. And we're going to have a lot of things to solve in our government soon, aren't we, Pete, with all the money that we're spending to pay for all the programs that are out there. Oh, God, we, we're already in so, such debt in this country. I can't imagine what it's going to look like when we come out of this. Let me come out of something um, very simple, come back to something very simple, which is grocery stores. If you're not looking at coupons before you go to the grocery store, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. If you haven't signed up at Shaw's or um, any of the stores, well, stop it's, and it's shop. more than just that. For the and coupon books and, I mean, not the coupon books, but uh, member cards that they have. You can get discounts at gas for, on Stop and Shop for gasoline, for example. It's more than just that. Um it's Shaw's and Stop and Shop and Target and basically every of the every one of these retailers. Um, I admit I am not good at keeping up with it. My wife is, um, but if you just enter your phone number at the very least at the end when you check out, it'll still count towards um, all the discounts and and money back. Um, but we go to Shaw's and I enter my wife's phone number, which is the main number on the account, and the points build up to like $15 cash back at the next purchase, at the next time you shop there, $20 cash back. Stop and Shop has, of course, the gas program. Uh, Target has a program where if you, and, and this is where I get a little bit annoyed with it and don't bother, but my wife does it. It has an app where if you scan every single thing that you're about to purchase before you put it into your cart, it'll let you know whether you can have an, uh, an uh, immediate coupon discount um, so she saves a lot of money by doing that. And if you're not doing that, you're leaving money on the table. So you should definitely be looking at coupons or and um, buy a Sunday newspaper, for example, if you don't get a regular subscription during the week. This is something a, a little bit uh, not really necessary and important for the times. But once people do feel comfortable going back out and seeing movies at the theater again, uh, we've had uh, an app um, for AMC movie theaters, where every time you make a purchase, it's it's $50 a year, and every time you make a purchase, you get points built up. And almost every time we go, when you go to the concession stand to get your popcorn or whatever, they'll say, oh, you have a $5 credit or you have a $10 credit, and it really pays for itself. And not only that, but there's a special line for the AMC Premier members where you can go and basically jump ahead of everybody else in the concession stand line. So that's something that when things sort of get back to normal again and people go see movies again, I highly recommend that as well. You know, I was thinking we need to do a radio show, people, Peter, when we have more of our staff people on the show with us and talk about things. They're walking out of the room shaking their heads no. <laughs> Well, it's very distracting. What exactly is it that you're looking for? Because you're distracting me, and you're not able to talk, and they're in here trying to... <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm having them look for something else that I saw this morning that I wanted to comment on, but I'll find it. Don't worry. I sort of ran, rambled on uh, about the movie thing because I was distracted by all this commotion going on and realizing that you weren't able to talk. 
You know, I want to mention this past week on the History Channel on television, there was a great program on Ulysses S. Grant. He was not only the most significant general in the Civil War, but he also became president of the United States. And um, very interesting show. I'm sure it'll be replayed on the History Channel and highly recommend it. So here's a quote from Ulysses S. Grant. I know only tunes. One of them is Yankee Doodle and the other isn't. And by the way, we had a client who came in somewhat recently who wanted to share some quotes with my father, a regular radio listener. My father thought that was great because uh, he knows how much my father loves to do these quotes every radio show. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll be swapping quotes and jokes uh, shortly, I'm sure. Um, General Grant, President Grant, also said a couple of other interesting things. He said, There never was a time when, in my opinion, some way could not be found to prevent the drawing of the sword. And um, although he was a fighter and a a good strategic planner, um, he also didn't want to have war. Nobody ever wants to have war. He also said once, let us have peace. The Civil War was the costliest, most costly war we've ever had in the country. Well, Peter, you know, recently, uh, besides these many reports that we're looking at of very specific ways that people can make money, um, if you get time at home, you know, you've talked about crafts and so forth. What if you are a writer? How about starting a blog? I bet some people are um, good enough writers, and you can start a blog fairly cheaply for $2.95 a month. You can have it hosted on a company called Bluehost, B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T. You could write a blog. You could eventually get paid some money uh, for doing that and make some money from it. I don't really drink beer that much anymore. I just have it as a treat. Uh, once in a while, if I go out to eat, which haven't, hasn't been in a long time, of course, with restaurants being closed down. But I'm just reading this and thinking this is right up my alley. Um, you've heard of Mystery Shopper. There's something called, um, or Secret Shopper. This is Secret Hopper. And... If you go and it's called, uh, let's see, if you go and spend a money at a bar and try out craft brews, they'll send you money back. So this person, it's not going to make you rich, but you get free beer. He went and got two beers and spent $16 at a local brewery, and Secret Hopper paid him $20 back uh, two days later. So he only made $4. He got two free beers, so he made... 20 bucks, in other words. <laughs> I'm going to try that out. Well, something more simpler that I would try as well is uh, discounts. Don't ever be afraid to ask for discounts when you're buying something. Certainly cars, of course. Not a bad time to buy a car right now. There's a lot of deals on cars, no payments for 90 days, uh, lower interest rates for financing. Not a bad time to buy a car right now. And refinance still. We've talked about that, but it's still a very good time to refinance. Right. So the Wall Street Journal occasionally publishes some really interesting things. And on Wednesday, May 27th, just fairly recently, uh, they published uh, a special journal report in their section called Wealth Management. And the topic is 35 Ways to Jumpstart Your Emergency Savings. Uh, We're not allowed to reprint that because of copyright laws, but there's a lot of good information that we're happy to share. You know, everybody has heard in the past of have an emergency fund. It's been estimated, we've talked about this before, Pete, that 
only half the people in the country could come up with $400 if they had to. So most people don't have anything for emergency savings. It's crazy. And I suspect that's even worse right now. And I, I mean, this has probably been five or six weeks since I mentioned this, but I'm really hopeful that something that positive that will come out of all of this is that people will be a lot more mindful about their spending and therefore their saving and will start creating uh, better plans for investing and saving their money and a little bit more mindful about what they're actually spending. Well, I see people all the time that simply have not put aside enough money for retirement. <clears throat> and it's, it's a really tough thing because it just means you're going to work longer or you're going to have to drastically change your lifestyle in retirement. But this article in the Wall Street Journal, 35 Ways to Jumpstart Your Savings, the very first one is really what we've talked about a lot. You need to have some kind of emergency rainy day savings money. And if you can do some of the simple things that we're talking about today and put a little bit of money aside, that's critically important. So we've talked about the paid opinions. We've talked about um, a money jar. Now, this is something that I've mentioned before. I do this at home. And I'm trying to teach something to your sons at the same time, Pete. When I come home at, at the end of a day, if I've got any coins in my pocket, I throw it in a money jar. And I just throw it in the money jar. Number one, I don't like carrying around coins. But when it gets near full, I'll take it down to the bank. Sometimes I'll do it with your, your kids with me. We take it to a coin machine. There'll be $200 in that jar. It's amazing how quickly that money will, will add up. No, I know a lot of people um, don't really think much of change. You know, you go to stores and you see quarters and dimes and nickels and the take a penny, leave a penny, and they just throw all their change in there. Um, I take everything and I do the same thing. Um, I have my jar here at the office and it's not even that large. It's it's less than a gallon. I think it's like a half a gallon old Gulf Hill Dairy uh, uh, glass jar. Mm-hmm. And when it gets close to being full, I'll take it. And yeah, it's you know it's $100 or more. So uh, even the Wall Street Journal had an article on this and it says the change adds up. You can do this also if you're paying for everything with a debit card or a credit card and you don't pay with money. There's a couple of apps. One's called Roundup. One's called a Digit, D-I-G-I-T. And there's another one called Acorns. So when you go to buy something, um, I'm not sure how you do it because I have not used that before but it automatically rounds up to the next nearest dollar, and those excess pennies, if you will, go into a savings account for you. I don't even think that you need to use those apps. Uh, I think almost every bank nowadays has that feature available. Um, We use a national bank. I'm not thrilled with them. I've been begging my wife for years to switch to a local bank uh, like Bay Coast or Bank 5, which I like a lot. and uh, she says it's just going to be too much to switch everything over and too difficult. In other words, um, or long story short, I should say, we have a national bank, and they have that feature, and I'm sure every other bank does as well, where every single time, so say we go out and we spend $19.67, that other $0.33 automatically goes into a separate savings account, and it adds up a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It sounds like a simple little thing to save the change in your pocket, but what happens if you could empty it out at the bank and count it up and you walk out with $100 in your pocket or $200 in your pocket? It's big. But you've got to do something. Everybody needs to do something. It doesn't matter how little it is or how silly it seems. 
And if you get in the habit of doing it, you're going to do it. Um, it's going to it's going to make a lot of money for you. What if you got a bonus at work? What if you got a raise? What if you're making a little bit more money right now because you're getting a $600 supplement on your unemployment compensation? Don't spend the money. Put it someplace where you can save it. And it's going to make a huge difference later. You know, I, I think, Pete, in general, people need to ask themselves the question, where would you like to be a year from now? Where would you like to be 10 years from now? Let's say you're 55 and you plan to retire at 65. Are you going to get there? Are you going to be able to retire? You need to do some analysis. And it starts very simply with a budget. We're happy to file, or to not file, but give you a budget form, fairly simple, to anybody, anybody that wants one. You don't have to do business with us. Just call the office and say, could you send me a budget form, please? Call 508-998-8888. Actually, call 508-998-8858. We'll send you a budget form. Because if you don't know where your money is going, then you can't put extra money aside for savings. If you have um, a situation at work where they've got a payroll savings account, put $10 a week into it. When you can afford to, put $25 a week into it. When you build up the account to a couple of thousand dollars, invest the, the money someplace else. We can give you lots of good ideas for how to do that. Yeah, and I can open up uh, an IRA account for you, um, and you can do $10 a week if you want. You can do really whatever you'd like to do, and it does add up, and you'll be surprised at how quickly it adds up. Um, I heard something recently, I read something recently that I thought was fascinating. So let's say, Pete, that you've got four or five credit cards, and they all have balances on them. If you take a look at the credit card bills every month, which you should do, you should always look at your statements and look at them in detail and figure out what are you paying for interest? What's the interest rate being charged on those cards? First of all, you're going to find that to be shocking. You're going to find it to be 18%, 23%, 29%. It's, it's crazy what the interest rates are in those cards. So what I've always thought in the past was, you know, maybe it makes sense to take a look at your cards, create a little chart for yourself, find out what's the highest paying interest rate that you're paying on a card, and start working on paying that one down first. But I just read a a fascinating article, and I'm sure I could locate it again and give it if you'd like a copy, anybody. And what it says is, let's say you've got these five cards. Forget what the interest rate is right now. Find the card that has the lowest overall balance and work on paying that card off first. Make some extra payments if you can. And then when that card is paid off, let's say you were paying $50 a month as a regular minimum payment on that card. So maybe you pay $100 a month and pay minimums on the rest. And you pay off your lowest balance first. Let's say it's seven or $800. When you've done that, then now you've got the extra money that you were paying on that card and then tackle the next card that it has the next lowest balance to pay off. And then when you've paid off the second card, you go and work on your third card. So, that yeah, there's two different approaches to it. Right. You either uh, take the credit card that has the highest interest and you start paying down that one first. And then when that one is paid off, then you go to the next highest interest on the next uh, highest interest card. Uh, The other approach is to go with the credit card that has the smallest balance and then pay that off and then go to the one that has the next smallest balance and so on and so forth. Um, Try to eliminate your credit card debt. 
uh, have a couple of credit cards for emergency purposes only. Um, my wife and I don't have any credit card debt at all. Um, we only have a credit card each for emergency purposes. And my wife, I think, has an Old Navy card for buying kids' clothes. And that's it. Well, that's a great position to be in. And it's what everybody should strive for, you know, to get things paid down as much as you can. Um, don't pay attention to everything you hear on advertising. H.G. Wells once said, advertising is legalized lying. Do you know who H.G. Wells was, Pete? He wrote The War of the Worlds. The name sounded familiar, but no, I didn't. I, didn't, uh, I asked somebody else that question just recently, and they said, I've heard that name before. Yeah, it was familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it was from until you just told me. Yep. Um, so we have another whole list that's 20 pages long. I mean, we've got lists and lists and lists. This one is how to save money, 100 ways you can start saving today. And um, the first one is how to save money on food and groceries. You make a list and you stick to it. Um, so don't just go into a, a grocery store blindly. I always make lists, um, and I like checking things off as I go so I don't miss anything. You sound like Santa Claus. And once, yeah, I don't check it twice, though. Um, the the other thing I'll do is I don't really stray from the list. Once in a great while, if something really catches my eye, uh, or maybe I forgot to add it to the list, I'll put it in the carriage, but I don't really stray from the list. Don't go to a grocery store hungry either. That's a surefire way to just buy everything. That's true. That's what they say. <laughs> You're going to be tempted by everything you see because everything feels good to your brain. No, you don't want to do that. I'm going to just emphasize my two or three most important rules. One, have a budget. If you don't have a budget, you don't know where things are going. Two, um, have some kind of an emergency fund. If you don't, you're really going to be in trouble if something happens and you can't come up with the money. And the way to build an emergency fund is to do some of these very simple savings things because if you do that, you're gonna put money aside. And if you wanna buy something that you really think is important to you, don't take it out on credit if you don't have to do that. Put aside the money, when you save the money, then you've earned the right to go ahead and pay for it. Um, So budget, have an emergency fund. The third most important rule I would say, Pete, um, when we talk on money-wise is, what is your future going to look like? Are you gonna have a retirement? You've got to start early. You've got to start sometime. But if you haven't started, let's say you can have the opportunity to have money taken out at work. Have money taken out of your paycheck every week. You're not going to miss it as much, and you're going to be building a fund. But if you don't plan for the future, you're simply not going to have a future. So um, some ways to save money around the house is um, basically embracing the do-it-yourself lifestyle. And for those of you listening who may not be very tech-savvy, try to become a little bit more tech savvy and watch YouTube videos. There are so many YouTube videos out there um, on every single thing you can possibly imagine. Learn how to do some things yourself and don't pay other people to do things that you can do yourself. Um, I've got a friend, he's an appliance repairman, and he has told me story after story about the simplest things that people, if they had just done a little bit of research on Google or on a YouTube video, They could have saved themselves $100, $200 or more uh, instead of having somebody come out and do the work for them. Um, So just one one thing of uh, caution to tell you is anybody and everybody can put a video on YouTube. So make sure that you look at the likes versus the dislikes. There's thumbs up and thumbs down. 
if there are a lot of thumbs down, that means that the advice is probably not very sound and you should move on to the next video because again, no matter what the topic, you'll find hundreds of videos on how to repair this or how to do that. Um, and then if you read the comments sometimes on some uh, of the videos that have a lot of thumbs down, they're really funny because basically what the person is, has said in the video is completely opposite of what you should do. So just make sure you, you make sure that it's a, a reputable lot of thumbs up and that the comments are, are good. <laughs> okay. Don't pay anybody for something that you can do yourself. That's the bottom line. Right. So another quotation from H.G. Wells is this. What really matters is what you do with what you have. And by the way, if you want to do things for yourself, don't, don't go climbing on ladders. It's not ever a good idea. I don't care what your age is. It's not a good idea. I've known too many people that have fallen off ladders and broken things, Pete. But I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Money Wise. We are with you every Sunday morning. Our goal is to do two very simple things. We want to show you things that you can do to protect your family and things you can do to protect your money. Here's another one. You know, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, Pete, but what if you have a 401k plan and you have either left the employment of that company or you've switched jobs or you're over the age of 59 and a half, you ought to look at taking money out of your 401k plan and rolling it into an IRA instead. Absolutely. You don't want to leave it at a, a place where you're no longer working. And there's also a lot more options and things you can do if you do roll it over into an IRA. And that's we, we help a lot with that. That's a lot of the work that we do. And we used to do a lot of stretch IRAs, which you cannot do with a 401k. Um, you can still stretch the money out a little bit, but with the new SECURE Act, you can't stretch it out more than 10 years, unfortunately. But at least you can stretch it out 10 years. Right, and we're coming to you on May 31st. As you all probably know by now, you don't have to file your tax return until uh, July 15th of this year, so you've got another six weeks to file your tax return. Uh, what if you're getting your refund? You don't want to wait for July 15th to file your tax return just because you can. If you're going to get a refund, you ought to know that and get your refund in hand sooner. File sooner. Don't wait for July 15th. Yeah. I'm looking at this uh, 100 ways you can start saving today, um, and I'm scrolling through and just flipping through and, and only commenting on the ones that are, you know, something I can mention uh, that speak to me personally. Number 60 is borrow or barter. So if you need something like a tool, um, see if one of your friends or neighbors has that tool instead of going and buying one. And the bartering is something that has personally been um, useful for me. I have a friend who's uh, a contractor and does great contracting and plumbing work, um, but uh, he needs help painting on some of his projects and we're remodeling our bathroom and instead of paying someone to come in and redo all the plumbing and all the stuff that is too much of a skilled thing for me to do he's been coming down from new hampshire to do that work for me and i've been going up to new hampshire to help him do painting on some of his projects yep. no, it's a good so. training of services <laughs> so maybe you need some legal work done i wonder if the law firm would do that do some bartering do some bartering we'll have to see <laughs> Well, let's talk quickly, very quickly, about the law firm. You know, one way to save money and not to have your family spend money is to make sure you have an estate plan in place. Because if you don't have a will or a trust and you die, at some point, 
your estate's going to go through probate, and that's going to be a lot more expensive than not going through probate. So give Lance Law a call at 508-998-8800. They can talk to you on the telephone. It's uh, always amazing to me how many people put off that really important decision. Peter, did you ever hear um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder? Did yes. you hear that expression? Yep. So here's a quotation from H.G. Wells. He said, beauty is in the heart of the beholder. I kind of like that one. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Sorry, mm-hmm. I got distracted for it, a second. Right. I'm it, sorry it, for the paper noise. This th- it, thing is so thick that as I'm flipping through it, the pages are hitting the bottom of the mic. Here's another good quotation from H.G. Wells. For all you golfers listening out there today, the uglier a man's legs are, the better he plays golf. It's almost a law. <laughs> I don't golf. Maybe one day when I have more time, when the kids are older, I'll try to pick it up. But that's one quote that I know off the top of my head is, golf is a good walk spoiled. Uh, yep, I've heard that before, actually. <laughs> well, I want, I want to commend you to this um, Wall Street Journal article also. And there's, there's pieces of this that would be happy to share. We can't just copy the whole thing, unfortunately. And... Um, so I started talking a little bit for a minute ago about get your tax return in if you're going to get a refund. Get your taxes done so you know whether you're going to get a refund or not. If you're not going to get a refund, you may want to wait until July 15th to file because you're going to have to pay some taxes. And who knows, maybe they'll extend that deadline further. I've got so many of these packets of how to save money, and one of the very, very recurring themes is uh, to negotiate your subscriptions with your um, phone service, with your internet, with your cable, with your credit cards, everything. So um, my wife is really good at that also. She'll call up and you know, she'll say, hey, I want to uh, lower my bill. What can I do? What can I get rid of? Um, you know, sometimes she'll say, well, I'm just going to cancel the service and switch to this other company or whatever. And she'll always find a way to, you know, even if it's 10 bucks a month, to try to save a little bit of money. Well, you have to think that way. You have to have that kind of mentality and that kind of habit. And you may be able to contact your credit card companies and try to negotiate a lower interest rate. Uh, yep, you can do that. So what happens if you get a refund, Pete? What do you think you should do with your refund? Invest it. Invest it. Or yeah. pay off debt, at least. Yep, one or the other. But don't just go out and buy something new. Um, forget about helping to do your own personal part to improve the economy. I'm on several different Facebook groups for various topics and see a lot of people who are saying, stimulus money came in, look what I bought. You know, And a lot of people are slamming them saying, well, I invested in my child's education instead or I you know, paid off this, mm-hmm. sure. this bill or whatever. <laughs> well, reducing debt is extremely important. Having an emergency, emergency fund is very important. And putting something aside for retirement is very important. You know, I'm looking at this Wall Street Journal report, and I just saw something that was even more interested. We were talking before about putting all your coins in a jar. This is a very interesting tip. Save all your $10 bills, then go to the bank monthly and deposit them into an emergency savings account. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I don't have a lot of cash ever on me. I very rarely have cash. Or even $1 bills. Take it to any level. You go home, you've, you've been to a store, you bought something, you got some change. Take your $1 bills and throw those in a jar. That'll add up even faster than your coins will. Yeah. Um, th- here's one tip that I, I uh, again, hits home for me. Uh, repair clothing instead of tossing it. My wife is the master at this. 
um, you know, you get a little tear uh, between the sleeve and the main part of a shirt. She learned how to sew years ago, and she's great at sewing now. And it's sort of a lost art. A lot of her friends say, gosh, how do you sew? I don't know how to sew. And, you know, my advice is just watch some YouTube videos, pick it up, and learn how to sew if you don't know. And she takes in my boy's clothing and my daughter's clothing. She'll fix straps that fall off my daughter's dresses. She'll she'll sew stuff left and right and, and saves a lot of money by doing that. And a tip that um, I learned that my wife and I both use now, if you ever have a really bad stain, especially if it's like a grease stain from food right. um, or you know whatever, um, spray Goo Gone on it heavily. Soak it in Goo Gone. Oh, the Goo Gone. Interesting. Let it sit for an hour or so and just throw it in the wash. I have not seen one shirt or pair of pants that has had you know a grease stain from pizza or something on it that you think, well, that's ruined now, where we haven't been able to just soak it in Goo Gone just that spot and then wash it and it's perfectly new again. Well, you know, I'm even learning something today. We have a lot of people who have more immediate concerns, I suspect. We're talking about little important things about how step-by-step you can save money. But I think if you have that kind of a mental attitude, it becomes a mental discipline, doesn't it, Pete? Absolutely. And you you start thinking about everything that way. Yep. And then a lot of it just becomes what's called muscle memory, where you don't even think about it anymore, and you just act in a different way, and you're more frugal. And get away from being um, seduced by all the commercials that are on television and so forth. So there's lots of things. But there are a lot of big things you can do. So we've mentioned like rolling over your 401k accounts. Those are important. Knowing where your money's invested. Um, we're not going to get into investment advice today on the radio because um, Peter has to do a lot of precautions before he can do that. We've done shows specifically like this well in the past and uh, talked about how to cut the cable bills. I'm telling you, we did that almost a year ago, and we have been so thrilled that we've done that. So we, we need to sign off right now. We've got so many things to talk about, but we are basically out of time. So thank you for listening. Let us know how we can help you, and stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. 